friends. Welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, our special stationery lover is Connie from Peppercorn Arts. We are both co-hosts of the Hobonichi Challenge on Instagram, and Connie is also the creator of many beautiful handmade watercolor under her brand Peppercorn, based out of Melbourne, Australia. I'm really excited to have her here today. Welcome, Connie. Oh my God, thanks for coming onto the Stationery Cafe. Thank you for inviting me. Hello, I'm Connie. I'm from uh, Peppercorn Arts. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to like finally talk to you, kind of like in person, because we we've known each other on Instagram. We're both co-hosts of the Hovenichi Challenge. If you guys Yay. are following, where we come up with fun prompts every month for you to like, you know, get inspired to write in your Hovenichi, because we both love using the Hovenichi. Yeah. And then, and then we also kind of like find mutual love in like you know stationery, watercolor, and then Animal Crossing recently. <laughs> so I just feel like you you are really prevalent in the stationery community, and I really want to like talk to you more about you know not only your journaling style, but especially about your handmade watercolor. But but let's start with the journaling and stationery part. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, first of all, like your name, Peppercorn Arts, your, and then like, when did you start journaling and how did you got into this hobby? It's kind of embarrassing because I would like to say that Peppercorn Arts is something really meaningful, but actually it just the name of my rabbit and my name in combination. Wait, that's that's like that's so cute because <laughs> do you know about Archer and Olive and it's yes, a brand yes. so Archer and Olive Funny. are like the, the cats of like the the owner. So it's like the same thing. You we guys are naming brands after our pets. I feel yeah. like if I ever do have my own brand, I would probably name it after my pet. <laughs> yeah, so it's not really anything anything special. It's just my rabbit and me <laughs> that is so a very cool. old name so but that came together because peppercorn <laughs> you know I, I i it's actually peppercorn and i in my head i always say it say peppercorn like you know like that spice and i thought yeah. <laughs> it meant like in that way like that foliage that kind of foresty feeling but i guess i read too much into it <laughs> but it doesn't help that my logo actually has some kind of acorns on it <laughs> that's true I don't know why <laughs> it's my fault really <laughs> you had that really like nature vibe to yeah <laughs> your whole thing like your instagram feed just it's always that kind of like cool wintry tone and then like with the with all the dry flowers that you have in your decor <laughs> i love it though and like it's hard to believe you're like based out of australia to my in my impression it's just like you know this very like hot country and then like you know and then your whole vibe just always gives me such like winter cottage core <laughs> feelings actually yeah you're right <laughs> well i i well, I'm not, I don't live in the Sunshine Coast. So I live in Melbourne. It's uh. more of a four seasons kind of city. And, you know, my, my room just perfect for that winter vibe. 
And I know the the <laughs> blank <furniture>. wall, <laughs> <laughs> and and the whole decoration like it's super woodsy. I would say you you have those antique kind of cabinet and like the way you store your stationery. And I don't know if it's like intentional. You happen to always have those like the right washi tape that the vibes <laughs> with the whole decor. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm a very messy person, so the, the desk actually, it's not that organized. It just look organized, but it's not. It's just a giant mess. I love it. I feel like for us, though, all stationary people, we are kind of chaotic in nature. Like, we're just messy. <laughs> it's pretty messy. So when did you start journaling though? Like, have you always like just been into this kind of thing? Well, yes, I have been. Uh, I grew up in Hong Kong. I was, I'm born there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't actually come to Australia until I'm 15. Um, so as a kid in Hong Kong, you know, all you can think of is stationary shops after stationary shops. And, you know, you every kids will have a planner and I always have a planner. You don't actually plan in it, but you know, you put all those, you know, those photo booth that it was really in, in like 2000. I know. I it totally was- understand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have like very similar background. Cause like I'm, I'm from Taiwan and that's like exactly it. I feel like I I've never been to Hong Kong, but I assume it's also like probably every few blocks, there's probably like a stationery or art supply sort of store right so yeah (laughs) and so you grew up like just collecting and like are so used to all that no actually no my parents are very strict you you get your pocket money and uh if you save up enough you can go and buy yourself a cool pen or or a nice notebook every now and then but it's not, not until i'm older that i'm like now I can't have it as a kid. I'm going to buy it all now. Everything. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yes. That's what Phyllis and I often like rejoice about. It's like we're adult now. We can eat ice cream for breakfast and we can buy as much stationery as we want. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm like, I, w- I want all those Hello Kitty pants. You know, all those... Kiki Lala schedules or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. My planner well, wasn't really a planner. It was more pages and pages of stationaries. Just like collecting all those little <laughs> tidbits. And but is that like a major change though when you moved to Australia? Is there a lot of stationery there? Like how did you like adjust to <laughs> like when I moved um to the States, I used to joke that it's like an oasis. Of stationery. Yeah. <laughs> there's not that many until I really like now have found there's actually a lot. But what was it like when you first like you know when came to I guess Australia and then be like oh there's no longer any stationery stores on every block. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, uh, when I moved to Australia, I went to a boarding school in the country, and I was the only Asian in town not just in Melbourne, it was in country Victoria. Uh, so there's no stationery shops around. I just have to make use of my own stash at the time. But 
because of that, I was the coolest girl with stationery in school because of <laughs> all my cool stationery, all my Hello Kitty pants and stickers. And whenever I go back to Hong Kong, all my friends will say, can you get me those pants? Can you get me those stickers? And then when I went back to Hong Kong, each time I will bring bags and bags of goodies with me so my <laughs> friends can have them. So, yeah. That's amazing. You're yeah. like a cool girl rocking the 24 color pens, right? Yes. Yes. With the coolest pencil case. Oh, I totally remember. There's those like metal ones that you flip up and then like they're usually the Sanrio cartoons. I don't know if you had one of those, like the Twinkle Star one. Like I had those and and I had, and they're like foldable too because like you, you open it like a metal flap and then there's actually like different layers and containers yes. inside <laughs> those were the best and then oh they my like god a, a little side pocket place where you can like sharpen your pencil I, i'm just always amazed you mean um, that you're talking about the plastic sort of so soft vinyl <laughs> And the metal case one, and the kind that's like, yeah, like you described, I know, and you can like sharpen your pencil. Yeah, the and edges. the pencil things that like come up look like a rocket. <laughs> that one? Oh my God. Oh yes. my God. I forgot about oh, that one. <laughs> the rocket one. Oh my God. I, I, it's funny to admit that, but when I was a kid, I, I dreamed about being a professional color pencilist. Like, and my station would be filled with those rocket mechanisms <laughs> where I get to choose which color I use to color whatever I'm coloring. Like, I'm just a professional colorist and I, I help color people. So. Professional colors? Well, when I was a kid, I told my mom that I was, I want to be a librarian one day. And my mom said, why? And I said, because you get to STEM all day. How cool is that? Well, that's literally the best job ever because you get stamped. Oh, wow. Anyway, so <laughs> that's me. I feel like we all had like these like kind of crazy dreams that's like related to, you know, a little bit like paper, stationery, all that stuff. And now we really got to play with it so much in our real life, right? And so I want to know, like, can you tell us a little bit about um, what journals you're currently using, what stationary tools you like that, you know, that you use on a daily basis? Kind of give us kind of an insight into your messy desk and, <laughs> and how you create those beautiful fun spreads. Like, I think the most recent spread you had was Celeste. You colored, like watercolored Celeste from Animal Crossing. That was so pretty. <laughs> oh my God, this month, this month, Hobonichi challenge is so cool. I just like am looking forward to it every single day. So, um, yes. So as you mentioned, um, I use uh, Hobonichi uh, cousin Avic uh, for my shop as well as for my daily journaling. But I also use um, a second Hobonichi cousin for work. Um, like. I mentioned earlier to you, but probably not to our listeners, um, that I'm a school teacher, a high school art teacher. So I use a Hobonichi. I refuse to use a teacher's journal. <laughs> I have to be a little bit more classy than that. So uh, I have to. 
<laughs> I've bought myself a second Hobonichi cousin, so um, it can be, uh, it, it, well, it makes me feel better to be at school <laughs> because I just miss my stationery at work. That is awesome. Like I've, I've seen posts on inter- internet of like people trying to adapt their Hobonichi cousin to their school as a teacher or student because it is so useful. It's got that weekly spread. It's got the daily page for, you know, whatever to do you needed to do for the day. And that's, that's awesome that you get, get to carry and use your own journal for school. <laughs> I'm so sorry, got mail. <laughs> So you had both your dog and the mailman. No wonder he's so excited. But that's so cool. So we were talking about how you used the Hobonichi cousin for school. So the full book, right? The full book. Yes. Not the avec. Yeah, it's easier to use um, a full book when you use it for work because it's a full school year. Um, I think in America, your school starts in... September, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where's our school year actually start in January? Oh, wow. Then that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. That goes perfectly with the the pages and the calendars. So which cover did you use for the school journal? I haven't got it here, but I love the Mina. I collect Mina's cover every year. So I just rotate them around. And if I'm sick of um, sick of one at a time, and I will switch it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like change of clothes. It's funny. I'm wearing a Marimekko, and I would like. I feel like it's the same way. Like the lifestyle of these like designers using different covers to suit our mood is just like you know, just like changing clothes. And I, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Well. Uh, I'm so lucky, Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne don't have a lot of stationery shop. But we in Australia we have a clothing brand called Gorman. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, their clothes like I'm wearing Gorman now. It's their clothes are so arty. It's like stationary <laughs> vibe clothing. So my whole wardrobe is from them. <laughs> I have to I have to add that into the show note for people who wants to look for it because like we recommend Mary as the Japanese stationary sort of outfit and that one that you just suggested and I love what you have on right now uh, that does look very um, stationary lifestyle fit. <laughs> yeah, fearless will love them. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so you have the Hobonichi Cousin effect for your uh, everyday journal. You have the Cousin full book for, for work, for your school journal. Yeah. And what else do you use? Well, I have a, like a gratitude kind of journal, journal using my TN. The Traveler's Notebook. The tra- oh. Yeah, the Traveler's Notebook. And also... Some just random uh, MD notebook as like just for note or just random thoughts or whatever. I just have them lying around just because they're so pretty. <laughs> and <laughs> what else do I use? I use a traveler's notebook um, for traveling, actually for travel notebook journals. So um, Ooh, you have that zipped pouch. Is that the traveler's notebook camping collab? Like, yeah, oh, I forgot the name right now, but it's one uh, of I think the it's to and fro. 
to and fro yes yeah, to and fro oh, that that's a dreamy item for both phyllis <laughs> and i because she loves camping and it's a big deal in pacific northwest here in, in like seattle so to see you take your traveler's notebook out from it just feels so beautiful <laughs> well actually uh mitz bought me this um cover as a as a present uh, for the Let's end see. of the year um, and I think she thought that I can because you know I go traveling every year and that's why she bought that for me to go with my olive olive edition travelers notebook um, so I used that um, this is like my default travels travel journal uh, notebook and I use that's probably the most often during traveling and you can see everywhere that I go to I get a new charm every place I go to I get a new charm to add to it that's so um, pretty and so meaningful a little ephemera not, yeah. not only in your book but also decorating the outside of your traveler's notebook oh totally and I get all the patches everywhere I go to and also the stickers <laughs> of course <laughs> and do you do the thing where like if you go to coffee shops you ask for like their cards or yeah like that one <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> tippins like we like i i have a friend in india who collects matchboxes it's like a thing over there and i'm like i'm the same way except i collect all the paper items i can get from your coffee shop like even your tissue paper if it's branded you know like you know how sometimes they have napkins yeah like, like little... that one <laughs> <laughs> I love it. no one can see this right now but as you I'm talk like, about i'm like flicking through like oh, she has she has that hotel papers hotel stationery like name cards like if you go to i guess I guess they have that in Europe. Like if you go to you travel around Europe, they have lots of brochures and like maps. Oh man, I think that's- Tickets. <laughs> Tickets, Tickets is the most exciting item that you can collect on your travel. <laughs> and you save them. I know when I, <laughs> when I used to travel to like South Korea and like Japan and like, you know, you always have that boarding ticket too and like <laughs> I just immediately slide it into my travel yes. snow. <laughs> It's almost that, like a really. score. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. Yes, I love your Traverse Notebook. I, I scroll through your feed and like you've been to many countries, right? And so you, I always just like love admiring how you collage each page together. Like you use a, a lot of different layers, ephemeras, like little textures to create, like kind of recreate that specific experience or recreate that specific photo and like, I just think it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of work because you actually walk when you go traveling. You walk around all day, and um, when you get back to the hotel, you're so tired. You don't really want to do anything. So, yeah, I I I, I didn't really have a lot of success in the past, but this in the last trip I did, I work out a, a, um, a way to get around that so um, yeah. <laughs> what's the secret <laughs> well the secret is pre-make lots of pockets <laughs> that's genius oh my god yeah 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 you just pre-make lots of pockets so once you pre-make all the pockets you can just slip everything inside the pockets so mm. you can keep everything in there and all you need to do is write and predate sent every single page 
mm. like that you can field in. So um, it's easier. That's such a great tip. Oh my god, I need to note that down for my my next trip. Well, if there, if we can ever travel again, but like oh, I, my, my last god. trip was in Vancouver, and like I came back. It was literally a three day trip, four day trip, and I came back with just like a heavy stack of like ephemeras, paper, postcards, and it took me a whole weekend to like backfill everything in my traverse notebook. Wow. So you mentioned earlier you also do bujo, um, bullet journaling or no? Yes, I, I do bullet journaling in the past, um, and I did actually last year. I did about half a year of it, and I I just it, it didn't work with me for some reason. I I usually usually choose a theme and I draw the cover page and then I do the weekly, and for some reason I just not motivated to do it. I found it easier to actually do it every day in my Hobonichi. It doesn't make any sense because it requires you to draw every single day instead of drawing once a week. But I just can't do it for some reason. That it's just is. a lot easier in Hobonichi for some reason. That is interesting. I find myself in the same situation. I, I can keep myself accountable in the Hobonichi, you know, the big A5 size, like every single day. But for me yeah. to sit down, create a spread in bullet journaling and like a document paper, it's, it's challenging to keep up. Like I can do it sporadically, but I can't do it like consistently or I don't know. I yes. don't know what is it. <laughs> I, I, feel I like need dates. <laughs> Exactly. Like I, I cannot do a data planner. It's like it's the same way. And I feel like we just like having, at least for me, I like having that format ready. You know, yes. I, I just need to do the writing part. I don't need to make sure my lines are straight, the boxes are correct. And because it, it freaks me out when I draw squiggly boxes. Or like, <laughs> and like when I have to fill in monthly calendars, like nine times out of ten I'll make a mistake <laughs> like when I fill in the one two three four five yes. six <laughs> oh my god tell me about it and and not just that when you get the markers to draw a line you were like go go steady 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 and then it's like oh now it's crooked <laughs> for me it's when I use a ruler to draw the line and I move the ruler away and it like smudges <laughs> That's like my worst nightmare and happens almost every single time. <laughs> oh my goodness. I that's that, that is so funny that you also kind of like transition out of Bujo, but but it's okay. I feel like for us we often, you know, jump from book to book, jump from system to system. And who knows what we might like, you know, fall in love with next year, right? <laughs> yeah, well, see, I used to use uh Hobonichi Techo. So the A6 is the A6 size, mm -hmm. and I found it too small. So I sh sort of changed it to bullet journal and really like like the size of it. But then again, like you said, I can't keep up. So, and then last year, towards the end of last year, I decided uh, in October I'm going to move to Kakasan because I've been mm. using the Kakasan for work for a long time now. And I, I test it in my own work, work <laughs> journal. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is my work. And now I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I think I found my, like, you know, forever journal right now. I don't think, 
I don't think that's a strong claim. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. All right, we'll see. (laughs) So far, I've used every single page. So I love that cover you're holding right now. It's the Tori Tohana by. By you know all the name <laughs> and the other one is forest which is the one i really really want and i'm like still debating if i should buy it before they go out of you know season for this year. of course you do <sighs> that's what that's how hobonichi get us they always do these like yearly like designs and then they just like discontinue them and then you're like i need to get those do you want me to show you the third one I have the zipper cover as well. Ah, the wood birds. That's that's what I yeah. used this year for initially my Animal Crossing journal. And now I moved it for my second year of Avec because it's thin again. <laughs> you know how like <laughs> <laughs> as, as you enter July, the book is fresh and it could fit into the zipper cover. <laughs> well, mine's not that bad, actually. I think because I don't stick things in it. Whereas you go crazy with your photos and... I do. I treat it like you treat the Traverse Notebook. Like yeah. I, I do pockets, I do tip-ins, I do layers, and put well, yarn threads to it. I joke with my friends that, you know, in, in level of importance for ephemeras, the first one is the Hobonichi, and then whatever's left over can now go into the Traverse Notebook. See, um, I put all my ephemeras in uh, the Gratitude journal the gratitude journal yeah yeah so it's not um i don't put a lot of ephemeris in my in my hobonichi if only the day i'm too busy (laughs) don't have time to draw or paint because i paint and draw every single day Mm -hmm. if i can um if i can't i just i still write about how i feel that day as a reflection so in that case i will just decorate the page with whatever I found on my desk at the time. <laughs> That's nice though. What do you write in your gratitude journal? Like did you write in it every day? Oh uh, no. Only when I um only when I feel like it. Yeah, I don't I don't really push I don't put put a lot of pressure on myself with that one. But I started to do some a, a motivation project, like an inspiration project because I was leaving it behind. So I set up like how many prompts there? 15 prompts for myself, just random stuff. And then get myself to do a page per prompt. It oh. could be drawing, it could be photos or, or whatever it is. Because I've been leaving the diary unused for a while. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to use this. <laughs> so I might just give myself a project to do (laughs) that is so nice though i mean i have a lot of traverse notebook inserts lying around and i i i find challenges like these to you you this is your like your own challenge but like i find like december remember how there was like the december dailies and then like all these fun monthly challenges that you know that I forced myself to <laughs> turn to the inserts and use and start to use them up because I neglect them too much when they're not like my consistent daily journal. But I think it's very hard that when you are on Hobonichi already and <laughs> you're like, oh, so I spread my love. And if I do, which one should I, which one should you go to? <laughs> I love, I love uh, what Phyllis, Phyllis say a few episodes back where she said, it's like they're fighting for the next top 
like <laughs> the next top plays in my journaling lineup. <laughs> it's always like a battle. I I can't wait to you know look back at our lineup. You know, towards the end of the year, and see how different they are from what we said, like in the beginning of the year. That that would be hilarious. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, so what are your like, you know, most used tools? Like when you journal, like what pens do you use? What kind of washi tapes? Like what kind of system do you have when it comes to decorating your daily spread? Well, at the moment, I'm following the Hobonichi、uh, challenge. Very closely.、Um, I don't always follow the prompts every single day for each month. Sometimes, if that day I haven't got anything of any idea for the day, then I will follow the prompts. But this month, the prompts are so good, so I just have been following every day.、Uh, in terms of、um, my spread, I draw in it every single day, and it depends on what materials I'm into at the time. <laughs> so we. Like some months I'll be all watercolor, and some months I'll be all markers. As you said before, I'm a painmaker. I've just finished an update of watercolors, and I'm I, as much as I love watercolors, I just want to move away from it for a bit. <laughs> Even though July is the watercolor month, it is yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I have also have a love for markers. So at the moment, I use uh, uh markers a lot. But that's one common tool that I use all the time for drawing, is those three things here. Those three pens.、Uh, Blackwing.、So, uh, yeah,、okay. it's the Blackwing pencil for drawing. They're the best pencil. Oh my god! And <laughs> and the limited editions are just so cool. I like that pink one you have. I I forgot which edition it was, but. I have the whole box of it because it was so pretty. <laughs> the、yes. pink body and the eraser. That's the surrealist. I think that's the surrealist、um, edition. Yeah.、Um, and uh, in terms of uh, pens, like I use、uh, Rowing Isograph, which is a fine liner that you can refill.、Ooh. So I used to use Micron, but you have used Micron before. It's great. But they run out, and the tip wear down. They do, yeah, a lot.、So、I use Unipen Fine Line, but I've never heard of that one. It, where, what is that brand from?、Uh, Rowing, I think it's German. I, oh, I, I'm not sure. I think,、um, but the thing is, it's metal tip. It's、Ooh. actually、uh, used normally by um, architects, um, and you can refill the ink yourself. So it's not cartridge. You get a bottle of ink and you refill your pens all the times, and it's waterproof. So,、um, yeah. So that's the fine liner I use because I'm sick of checking out plastic pens, especially especially when I use really fine lines,、uh, fine liners.、Uh, one time I did a drawing of Bonnie's cat, Archer, <laughs> <laughs> in my book. It it took. It took three pens to finish <laughs> one page, and after that, I'm like, I'm over this. So I went and bought myself a refillable pen. That's、um, awesome. Yeah, but they they're quite expensive, but in a way, it's not because it's you can use it forever. So you clean it like you do with a fountain pen, basically. So just soak it in water, and you can refill it as many times as you want. And the third pen. 
that I will recommend for any illustrator mm. is the Pentel Pocket Brush Pen. Pentel Pocket Brush. Yeah. It is really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, don't, don't get that. Yeah, don't get that mixed up with the normal Pentel brush pens because mm -hmm. um, that is not waterproof. But the Pentel pocket brush pen, uh, once it's dry, it you can actually paint or use markers over it. Uh, it's waterproof, and it creates such um, big range of lines. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I like I like the special um, body one that you have right there because usually they come in like just plain black, but I know yeah. there's some like limited editions where they're like these flowery patterns, some that looks like kind of like fireworks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but the one you have is green, and that one's so pretty. Oh no, it's so pretty. <sighs> yeah. I actually know where I bought it from, but when I saw it, this is like double the price. I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I need that pen. <laughs> I find them in my local art supply stores. Like in Seattle, we have a Daniel Smith and then mm. also um, Artists and Craftsmen. And those I can find the Pentel Pocket Brush Pen. They have a round cap. So so guys listening, <laughs> if you guys wanted like a very reliable waterproof um, brush tip, uh, I also recommend the Pentel Pocket Brush. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Um, so those are the three that, and apart from that, obviously, I use my fountain pens every single day. Oh my gosh, can you, can you tell us a little bit about like, maybe like your favorite fountain pen? I, <laughs> I saw one of your most recent posts, you had them all lined out. And yes. So pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have that one. I have that one. And I have that one. <laughs> well, my favorite pen so far is that one it's a sailor pro gear um but it's a limited edition a japanese edition a friend in japan helped me to buy this <laughs> she the designer put out one pen each year and it's very limited and mm. it's called hang on let me check the name it's called Tsukio zakura what it means is moonlit night cherry blossom Ah, oh, so pretty. Oh no. <laughs> oh, this, they are so pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. It has like three different colors on it. So the the top of the pen is like in that pale yellow. So it's reckon I mean represent the moon, I guess. And you've got the night sky with the pen the body. body. Yeah, with navy and you've got the sakura in the clear sparkly cap. <laughs> I love that. My personal Sailor Pro gear is called Camille, Camellia in the Snow, and it's like the same kind of... Is it that one? Know. Yes, I think so. It has those <laughs> red sparks and that white, like, kind of clear background. I just yeah. love how Japanese pen makers really uh, create <laughs> that imagery for the user when they're holding the pen you know, when they're looking at it and like knowing about the name just gives it such more meaning <laughs> and like feelings behind <laughs> just using it as a, like a writing tool. And I think that speaks to us all stationary lovers very much. I know. And not just that, sometimes with those pens, they brought out like limited edition ink to go with it. 
you're like, oh, <laughs> do I need another bottle of cherry blossom ink? Yes, of course you do. Give me three. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like Japanese people puts out anything cherry blossom, and I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, or, or matcha. Anything matcha, cherry blossom. Matcha. Uh, or, oh my or god. Rep, yeah. Or red bean. Anything red bean. bean. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're kind of like we're really into the Japanese stuff rather than the stationery stuff. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I totally feel you though. Well, let's talk about your watercolor because um, are you influenced in a way when it comes to like naming or like designing the color theme? Because we all love like stationery, but kind of back to the basic, you actually handmade your watercolor, right? Like when did you even like start this initiative and how did it come about? I, I, I personally am curious because <laughs> I love watercolor. <laughs> Well, this actually sounds very bizarre, but it all start, it all started in the U.S. Huh. So in I think in two thousand seventeen, I um, went on an excursion to the states. Now, yes, we do have our excursion to the states from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> so uh, we went around to New York, Washington, and L.A. and it was in during that trip that I saw the the vast collection of Renaissance painting and learned a lot about uh, pigments and learn about um, how artists in the past have um, created their work. I got really excited about making art again. And so when I think it was in National Gallery of Art in DC that I found a little palette, watercolor palette and it was the, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the color palette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the Winston and Newton watercolor palette, like a tiny little pocket one. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I should start painting again. So I bought that palette home and I just continuously filling my sketchbook for like weeks when I got back to Australia. And then I started um looking online of uh, different type of watercolors and learn more about them and I come across handmade watercolors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Greenleaf Blueberry um, handmade watercolors. Uh, have you ever heard of Greenleaf Blueberry? I, okay. I've heard of Greenleaf. I've seen her handmade watercolor too because I, I went on to these like urban sketchers symposiums and people often share the materials and I think that's like one thing I was in awe with like her Instagram feed is yeah. also amazing those little they look yeah. like little jewelry yeah <laughs> the they're way. beautiful uh, and I, I want to buy them and I couldn't because mm. she's always sold out and I, and I say to myself okay I'm in Australia it's not possible to get this here so I just gonna make it myself. So that was like a one night decision that I'm gonna go and find all the materials and all the equipment and I will make it myself. Um, I know it sounds really crazy, but I was originally trained as a ceramist. So I have a very good understanding of raw materials, mm. how things works. Um, so I've always liked to uh, make things from scratch. Not cooking though. I'm not a very good cook. <laughs> <laughs> Are 
artistic wise. <laughs> yes, artistic wise. Although some would argue cooking is an art, but it's okay. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> like everything, I like materials. I'm I'm really into materials. Like I make my own. I can make my own clothes. I'm really obsessed with materials, basically. So I was going through that uh, that phase again, obsessed with materials. So I went online, researched all about pigments, and I started right away. A week later, I was making paint. Wow! Obviously, not with a lot of success. <laughs> um, <laughs> it took me a while to actually get um, all the formulas correct and uh, find the right place to buy all the uh, the materials I considered are the good quality materials I guess mm -hmm. and that's how it got started <laughs> it's kind of ironic in a way to kind of look back on it because you said green leaf um, and blueberry handmade paints always sell out and I could say right now a lot of my friends say the same thing about your handmade watercolor <laughs> My friend here in Seattle, she said, I've always wanted to try Peppercorn Arts watercolor, but they always sell out so fast. I love watercolor and I am very lucky to um, you know, live in Seattle where Daniel Smith is based out of. I don't know oh, if you've heard of their pa brand. They paint are beautiful. And I happen to have gone on to one of their factory tours where they oh take God. us to the back and like we kind of look at it going from you know how the chemistry behind it and no it's it's not easy they actually have like a chemist being there you know coming up with like the exact ingredients like the formulation and I it's not easy to hand make your watercolor so I'm like really impressed by your operation and like how you managed to you know create such beautiful and consistent watercolor product for people around the world like in the U.S. to even get so it's, really it's cool. very um it's it's you're right it is very hard because each pigment behaves very differently Mm -hmm. And not just that, uh, I actually think that the raw material itself can be affected as well. I don't mm -hmm. know what other watercolor painters, paintmaker thinks or anyone else. They probably corrected me. Connie, <laughs> you just didn't weigh your stuff properly. But <laughs> I tell that like if I source the gum a slightly mm -hmm. different, the binder is uh, different. So you have to go by feel sometimes that... Mm -hmm. I know that batch is not right and I know mm. that I have to add certain amount of things. Even though I follow my recipe perfectly, I know there's something wrong with it and I will wow. adjust accordingly. Um, and in terms of uh, chemistry, it's <laughs> a big part of pain making and I'm no chemist. <laughs> um, so I, with, when we, I make the colors, you, your early question was asking me about naming the colors. I, in terms of the pigments, it, I know as a paint, because I'm, I, I'm a painter myself, I know some pigments have a specific name. So I respect the name of those particular pigments. Mm -hmm. So other, when like a painter like you, you will know that, oh, this is um, a Venetian red. So I will know that that is a Venetian red. Mm -hmm. um, I can compare Venetian red to Venetian red. So I wouldn't go and name uh, a historical pigment and giving it a new name or but the way you name 
the collection though I thought that was just really fun like do you enjoy that part like um I was just looking at a few on your website earlier you have like the secret garden collection the wildwood collection I think there was one that was kind of like ocean themed and I'm just like ah sometimes it really is the name that got it yes it is um challenging um wildwood and secret gardens is basically I'm thinking about what are those collections are steering towards um like what it lends itself to so with wildwood sets it's obviously got more earthy colors it will be great for natural things whereas with the secret gun with the people who like to paint flowers we would like to use that particular set so i'm just trying to think of a name that will suit a particular collection but there are names like uh, like the geology collection. It's nothing to do with uh, the colors itself. It's more to do with the pigments because oh. with that particular pigments, they're all gemstones. They're all uh, really rare minerals. Wow. Um, so like it has lapis in it. It has a melakite, which is gemstone that you can find around in nature. Um, no wonder it's very blue yeah. and like turquoise teal themed and like I feel like for us I, I still consider myself an amateur you know like knowing we already like just by the color we love it already but like by knowing a little bit more about where it's coming from like the raw material just it just makes it even cooler <laughs> like like that's just so yeah, cool <laughs> you're like oh I'm laying actual gemstone on the paper <laughs> I know right but the I... thing is with those blue colors right that's uh, actual very rare colors in nature and that blue is not easy color to get if you see our very old painting for example you see blue it's only rich people can afford to have blue on their painting mm-hmm. and Back in um, the old days, blue can only found in precious materials like lapis or azurite. And not just that, for you to see them in that bright blue, the grind of the pigment have to be quite large mm-hmm. for it to show, meaning that the artist will have to paint layers and layers and layers wow. of gemstone on there. So uh, whereas these days, our blue are all chemically made up, like ultramarine blue, for example. Mm-hmm is the replacement of the lapis. Mm. So it's, it's, we, 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 we are very entitled these days. <laughs> Whereas in the old days, the artists would have to actually buy gemstone and grind it up themselves. So <laughs> used to, that's, that's amazing. That's a great backstory. And I feel like I'm learning something here. Well, and I also love how you pack your um, paints uniquely like yes how did you even come up with the idea of putting it in seashells it's like so beautiful it's actually what the artists do in old days wow so you're really recreating that vintage experience the artist feeling the way they handle their material when i went to the um art museum in um uh it was in i think in the uk and i saw the artists um, using scallop shells and shells to store their paint. So I thought, okay, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I went home and I went down to my in-laws house, which uh, they live in a, a little fishing village town called Hot Ferry in Victoria. Ah. And I went to the beach and I said to my partner, Jack, and I said, let's just pick some shells. 
And uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it started. See, knowing how much you like thought you put into these products and like the whole process, it just totally justifies it. So I love that. And um, can you recommend like some artists or or maybe like Instagram creators who who has been using your your paint? And I would love to, you know, see what people create using your your pigments and. Your handmade watercolor. Do you have any like you know people that you specifically know or on the radar who uses it really frequently? Well, my best friend Jen from Jen's Jen Plans Things. She <laughs> uses my watercolor, and um, she became my best friend just because she messaged me on Instagram about my paint, and that's how we met. Aww. <laughs> but now we're like best mates. So is she in Australia uh, too? Or? Yeah, she's also in <laughs> Melbourne, and now we are we're an Animal Crossing buddy as well. <laughs> That's so awesome! I love how Instagram makes like creates best friend because my yeah. best friend, uh, I have a best friend in Japan, and we also met over Instagram about watercolor. But but yeah, wow! So Jan plants things. Yeah, Jan what- plants things. Yeah, she's okay. a bullet journal um, creator. She posts more often in the past, but now she's um, not as often now, but she's still doing a lot of painting. I love everything about your watercolor. And it's frustrating because I'm on your website now and then everything is sold out. <laughs> so like, let us know next time. Hopefully by the time this episode is out, we'll be able to see more of your beautiful things. The reason why it's always sold out is because I'm the only person who make them and I work I used to work full time. Now I work four days a week, being a school teacher, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to find time to work a full time job, journal at night, and then make paint on the weekend. And <laughs> it just it, it it you know I just can't pull myself too thin, and and that's why I always have only a small amount of paint that I can put on sale. And not just that, I'm really fussy with them as well. <laughs> You really like quality over quantity and really just want to, you're yes. doing this because it's your passion, not because it gives you like extra income or anything. I no, no. The t- amount of time I spend on it, it's not even worth it, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, oh I, I love that like, though. It actually, you asked, you actually answered my next question, which was like, you know, with a day job, like how do you like prioritize, you know, your journaling time? making time you know like how how do you balance it all well I actually couldn't last year last year was a big year for me last year I did I work full-time as an art teacher not just that I run the art department at my really large school also work have regular updates on my own shop and actually keep up with my IG account people who think that (laughs) all these pictures I do every single day it's not easy. You have, you have to keep up with the, not just I love doing it, but I also feel that uh, it's kind of a responsibility to actually continue to post on my feed because I feel like that uh, I need to share with the community of, and inspire everyone. It's just my nature. So uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of work. I found it really hard last year, but because of that, I have gone now, um, sort of resigned my position as a health department. Mm-hmm. I take a day off, actual my real job, 
so I can actually have some more spare time to um, create, not just for my, not just making paint, but also actually doing what I like to do uh, at my own time. So that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's yeah, it's very hard. But I can recommend the Hobonichi <laughs> in terms of planning um, because uh, I use the yearly to. I use the monthly to plan my updates. When is my updates? You know how they have that crazy yearly monthly thing? Yes, <laughs> at the very that no beginning. One use. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that no one uses. <laughs> yeah, some people use this as a tracker, but I actually use, I use that for my shop planning. Hasn't got anything yet because I haven't done any. <laughs> that is where you plan your shop. And then I moved to my monthly page and actually spread out the tasks. I will pencil in my next update and I will pencil and I will write down the tasks in each of the uh, monthly page. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I will transfer that to uh, weekly tasks and I'll go into daily that way. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, I do use the Hobonichi a lot in terms of uh, planning what I'm going to do in the shop. And balancing everything that goes on, right? Like, do you put yeah. work, your like kind of work schedule, personal schedule, Instagram schedule, like all together in one place? Yes, Instagram schedule is definitely on my weekly. On, mm -hmm. I will write down what I'm going to do for that day, the feed, so I know that I have done all the work for it. Uh, a, a lot of time because I I also work uh, for the stationery selection. I'm on the design team. I have to make sure that I keep up with uh, with my knowledge in the stationery world as well um, to help Mitz out in designing her boxes. So, yeah, some people will say, well, it's not really a job because you're just looking at pretty stationery. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's way more. There's like uh, understanding these stories, like my episode with Yoseka, you know, each of these items, they seem so simple in terms of like the usage, but the thought that goes behind creating them, you know, Mitz went to these regional areas in Japan yeah. to meet the makers and creators. And I just feel like stationery is so much more than that. And you you totally understand that too because the the way it like fits the way you use the way it, the patterns matches others like how it kind of sits on your table <laughs> against other stationery there's so much to it <laughs> well, yeah the thing is i feel that stationery to me is a way for me to feel the moment mm -hmm. and really connect yourself to what you're doing Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like that it's really, I think it's how you connect yourself to your, your own self, like, I guess, but also it's a really good way to connect with others. And I found mm -hmm. it is a really good vehicle for that. Like, um, ever since I'm <laughs> on Instagram doing my paymaking to start with and then moving to journaling and now a stationary blogger, I've met so many new friends and not just in Australia. To me, it's like my friends are everywhere in this world. And whenever I go traveling, I try to go and meet up with them. Like last, in my last trip, I went back to Hong Kong and I met up with Kenry, who is also another um, uh, members of the design team of the stationery selection. But also meet up, met up with uh, 
Chi Chi from mm-hmm. Liberty HK, and she's the one who designed the stems. Have you seen her stuff? Oh yeah, I have. It's beautiful. Oh, <laughs>、uh, she made beautiful stems. So we have a little journaling session at Canary's、uh, Cafe. Oh, it was so so beautiful. Oh, I just I miss them so much.、Um, and on my way to Europe, throughout Europe, I went and met up with my pen friends in Switzerland and in Germany.、Uh, Anna Sonna, do you know Anna Sonna from Kiroku? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know her, but I like know about her Instagram and how she started、oh、this little stationery store in Germany. It's funny because like、she's、in the, the previous、yeah. episode we talked about it. <laughs> so she's so. the most beautiful person. Oh my god! And her baby Ian. Oh my god, he's adorable. I met up with her and and we went to a flea market shopping. And、um, she even bring her store to me because I I couldn't go to her store, so she bought all the stationeries for me.、Um, she brought the、oh, store to you. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh、That's、my god! Has,、uh, to be honest with you, that was the first time I met her. I feel like she's my long lost sister. That's how much connection we have instantly, just because we both love stationery. So I just feel that. Stationery is not just something that connects yourself; it connects you to your own self, but also to others. And I, I just love it for that. And I think that's that means a lot. I feel you like a hundred percent. A lot of my good friends right now in Seattle are actually like I met them through spontaneous meetups when I had them in New York. Like Phyllis, I met randomly through a meetup on Hobonichi, and now she's one of my best friends here in Seattle. And we're doing this podcast together. And I, I, I totally agree. Like Instagram, the community, not just you know on Instagram, but also on Facebook or just anywhere, we are meeting all these. People from around the world, and then suddenly, you know, you can talk to them, just like immediately, and share that same joy of using the same pen, putting down the same washi tape, or sharing the same hobonichi. And I just love that about stationery too. And that's and why we have to buy each other spending. <laughs> oh my god, that's the worst part. But yes, I love that part so much. <laughs> <laughs> Group orders, <laughs> enablings,、yeah. these kind of nice activities. We all kind of <laughs> there's worse addictions, right? So <laughs> yes, but I'm like my hospital said, oh, do you need a fifth journal? I said, no, April got ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I cannot let Elia hear this episode, but <laughs> edit it out, edit it out. <laughs> I love it, and and yeah, we we love traveling for stationery. I,、um, when I first came to the United States to study, I had kind of made it my mission to just go to whenever I go to new cities. I just want to meet other people who who likes using the Hobonichi or who likes using the Traverse notebook, and so that's how I actually met up with a lot of like different friends that I've. You know, never talked to or seen in person, but、uh, but we message each other on Instagram. And like today, I'm so glad this got us connected, and we can actually see each other through through video and like be able to talk about stationery and geek out this way. But I wanna like kind of end it on like talking about stationery items that you like the best. You can you can talk about maybe what are some recent favorites. Did you buy anything exciting recently? 
share with us or maybe like even like recommended stores in Australia. I would love to hear about that. And for listeners who's based in Australia, that would be really helpful <laughs> with the enabling part, you know. <laughs> well, yes, it's actually really quite challenging at the moment because in Australia, uh, because of the pandemic, a lot of countries not posting anything mm. to Australia, like Japan, Taiwan. <laughs> Yesterday, I make a massive order from your hand, your hand. Your, your hand, hand studio, your hand studio, yeah. uh, and then uh, because of Europe, April, it was your fault. <laughs> you and Felix were talking about it, so I look it up. I'm like, oh my god, what is this whole cloud dog thing? <laughs> so I'm like, Attica, 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 and I call up Jen. I said, Jen, do you want anything? And then Jen's like, yes. What is this cloud dog thing? So we had make this massive order. And then find out yesterday that she couldn't post it because um, of the pandemic. And then, um, but she's really nice and she found a career that will be able to send it to us. And because of the shipping fee, we add more to the card. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well make use of it. So like, exactly, like, yes. <laughs> double the amount of stuff. Anyway, so it's actually really challenging at the moment. Like normally I will order some cute things from Japan or things from Hobonichi. But they're now not posting anything to us. Mm-hmm. Um, make it very difficult. So, yeah, I, I, if if you are in um, in Australia, Bookbinders Design Australia, mm. Bookbinders Online Australia is a place where uh, you can get all the fun and pens and ink, um, oh. and a lot of the uh, travelers' notebook supplies, <laughs> and uh, it's they're really friendly. Uh, they're very kind. Um, uh, it's a family-run business, so I would recommend them. Uh, Milligram is another big place in Australia to buy stuff. Uh, and other one that I would recommend that no one probably know much about is Bambogu. Oh. Bambogu. Yeah, Bambogu is an Australian-based uh, Japanese stationery online store. Uh, at the moment, I'm just like, and, and they do free shipping as well within Australia. But those are the free places at the moment that you can actually order within Australia. And it's very uh, hard to get anything uh, from Japan. That's amazing. But those places you recommend sounds like they they still they will still give you the fix. <laughs> yes, Jap- they will give you some kind of fix. Yes, <laughs> Japanese stationery expert. That's that's amazing. Love reading these kind of like descriptions of the website. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's too bad. Like, um, I love recommending Pinkoi as like the ultimate yes. Jap- Taiwanese <laughs> illustrator like creator places, but they have been like kind of limiting on shipping, but. Hopefully, you know, eventually a lot of them have been finding ways to do alternative carriers, DHL or like the other ones. And then fingers crossed, like, you know, in a few months, like as things gets better, hopefully that we will all be able to get more of the the lovely stationary things that we we love and use every day. I I understand that some people say, oh, you know, there are people dying, there's so many cases. But at the same time, a lot of these designers need to live too. So I don't really mind spending um, some money on those stationaries (laughs) to support them. 
during this bad time, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something about my favorite things to collect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, like if you have, like, if you want to talk about like a stationary item that you have like the most and you hoard, or you have like a lot of, what would that be? <laughs> Stamps. Stamps. <laughs> Remember, I want to be a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> so stamp stamps, all day. <laughs> yeah, stamps is one of the things that I really love, and um, and I really like the. At the moment, I'm really digging the. Um, I don't know. Is it kyo candle? Is it Japanese handmade stamps? Ooh, gorgeous! Like the little one. It's like little Japanese uh, icon. If you see it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. little Japanese icon thing like it got one that say thank you in Japanese and uh, some that say happiness uh, today is a good day but it's in Japanese they're all hand carved <laughs> wow we have to share it with us later and I can uh, link it in the show yeah. notes yeah it's it's gorgeous um, so I love I love that and I meet Sammy this from this is from the box from the stationery selection and mm-hmm. like, it's just perfect for it. <laughs> that is I lovely. love, I love that stamps and kyokando stamps. Yeah, kyokando. Ooh, Nico uh, Neko and... has them. So yes, for people yes. in the US, <laughs> Nico Neko is a shop <laughs> in the New York City, and they carry kyokando stamps. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Um, because I really like the traditional Japanese uh, handcraft stuff, and that is the stems I really like. But talking about that sort of style, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce her brand. It's I N N K, I N N K by Zizi. Mm-hmm. Um, she just released a new collection of stems that are to die for. Uh, oh my god, they're so beautiful. They like that similar sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, she's gonna send me some to try out. I have to look that up. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I recommend her her new stamps if you're into the Japanese aesthetic. Um, Rakui Hana is also one of my favorite uh, designer, and I heard that you liked her stuff as well. Oh, 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 yes. Hana Rakui. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Her stuffs are amazing. It's like, I, I, I just like how Japanese stamps, you know, the wooden uh, <laughs> handle and like, it's just oh, so nice. And the little paper box that they come in. Oh, my God. It's so just so beautiful. Um, and obviously, some of the uh, some of the Taiwanese designers are the one that I get the Yamadoro, Yamadoro, is it Yamadoro? Yamadoro. Yeah, Yamadoro and Johan, oh my god, the new cloud dot stamps. (laughs) (laughs) The cloud dog, I I feel like we can't get over the cloud dog. (laughs) Absolutely no, like have to get it. I'm so tempted to get that pillow as well, this is the plushie that she has. Yes. See, that's that's why that's when I deploy my remote shopper, which is my sister, who's in Taipei. They recently just had a Taiwanese stationery expo, and no. all these creators are all together. And she said she got me something, so I'm like waiting for it in the mail. <laughs> Please be the cloud up plushie. <laughs> but but I know Taiwanese 
illustrators and creators have been up in the game. Yes. I love all these stamps that you just recommended, and I will link in the show notes so people can also be enabled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I had that Rakui Hana stamp. I think they collab with Nico Neko to do one with like a cat that's sitting by the window. Uh-huh. I love that one. Oh yeah, so yeah I got. I think I got that one too. <laughs> that say good day. That yes, one? that says good yeah. day. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Until you guys see it, which you guys will once you listen to this episode, you'll understand well, what we're gushing over about. <laughs> my favorite one of hers is the set that has um, have a toast that is spread. I'll show you. It got a a piece of toast, and she spread on top of the toast, and it's like a um, like a meteor shower. Mm. It's so beautiful. And they got a letter to pick the little stars, but like picking apples, but they're stars. I remember so that said, yes. Yeah. It's oh. so clever design. <laughs> the, the, the little illustrations. I feel like Yamatoro yeah. has a similar vibe to that. Oh, have you heard of Avocado yeah, Mori? Yeah. She also yes. does the similar <laughs> style with the coffee cup and the constellation together. Oh, I just love them all. <laughs> Me too. But another brand that I constantly going back to is Classicy. Classicy, you can't go wrong with Classicy. Everything it's the, it's classic-y, the classic. <laughs> yeah, they like providing a backdrop for a lot of things. I feel like uh, I use the washi tape a lot, and I use also a lot of the cards, um, and also their little notes as well, like the little receipt book. Yes, uh, they're just beautiful to handle and use and send as happy mail. I used to send a lot of happy mail, but not anymore because I just don't have time. But yeah, I love their design. I know they're I really loved. great at they're really great for collaging and for you know, hi- I think highlighting other pieces of work. Like you want to really showcase yeah. the stamp, you use the classic key as like the the background layer and then you put the stamp on or you put the sticker on and that's that's why I feel like for every stationery lover we all have something from classic key because it's just like the perfect you know the soldier for your like yeah generals and, or and your knights <laughs> like creating all texture as well so mm, beautiful beautiful stuff I like that well, I that this has been so much fun. I I love learning about all these new things with watercolor and you know your recommendation of stamps. Now I have to go browse after we finish. And I guess my last question for you would be just kind of ending it on a note. You know, what are you into lately? Any cool new things you think people like us would love to lo- know about, or just in general, anything new, any new projects? Um. I'm going to start a gaming journal <laughs> because of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. All right, which book are you using it? How are you going to do Johan, it? Johan. Johan Studio. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, you're, you're, you're following Phyllis's footsteps. She has been raving to me about how nice the Johan journal has been for her. <laughs> She, we, we might talk well, about it. Well, it works <laughs> because after listening to that episode, I went online and I bought myself one and my friend one as well. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes sense because the character design of like the Johan, it just feels very 
like not super cartoonish, but very whimsical, and so it totally fits the whole gaming vibe that yes. you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh man. Yes, and I'm totally into Animal Crossing. And um, have I told you that I bought second Switch so I can have two islands? <laughs> oh my god, you're that kind of person. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Wow. I well, I can't wait for you to share all the crazy beautiful spreads you're gonna have <laughs> on you're gonna do on the Johan Studio Planner. I like personally have been like just printing out so many screenshots of my Animal Crossing adventures and then slapping them. I wish them. I can do that. Like I don't actually know how to print out screenshot from there. Oh, you just send it to your phone. Like you send it to your Facebook page post or like you know your Facebook profile. You can oh. you can batch send four at a time. So I've just been doing that weekly, and you know the visuals in Animal Crossing is just so beautiful. Like the harmony no. of the sky as it turns from dawn to day, and then like from day to night. I love capturing all those colorful tones and then just using them in my journal. And this well, morning, I've screen- I- yeah, I've been screenshotting you know Pascal. Pascal is the cutest. Yes. <laughs> He's my favorite NPC. Yes. <laughs> and you he has such he, cute how, quote. How he like swims along the net. I just like and eat. <laughs> I like screenshot. I screenshot every single time I swim along him, like along the net. And I also copy his quotes because it's so funny. Okay, people are not gonna understand what we're saying, but if you know it, you know it. <laughs> well. Thank you again, Connie, for <laughs> <laughs> joining us today, talking about your watercolor, your, your stationary habits, you know, the, the little last Animal Crossing part that we're totally going to geek out about in a bit. <laughs> and for people who want to follow her work, you know, her spreads, it's at Peppercon Arts, Peppercon, like from Connie, <laughs> and A-R-T-S, <laughs> not Peppercorn. <laughs> and then she also sells her beautiful watercolor you know, if you search Peppercorn Arts, it's going to come up. And as always, if you want to lo- know more about our stationery updates, follow the Stationery Cafe. And we look forward to bringing you another great episode next week. Bye-bye.